Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel today. In today's video, we're going to talk about some of these more disturbing developments. There seems to be this sort of lull period, the calm before the storm, with many commentators saying that the US is in this sort of uh, very difficult period at the moment without a way out of this challenge, this trap. We'll talk a little bit. I'm going to go into infographics and some visual stuff today as opposed to just talking about debt and you know how big this debt is and all the other things, I wanna show you some visuals, some infographics, some things that I think you will find quite interesting. I much prefer seeing uh, visuals myself and graphs and things like that. So I'm gonna show you this today, how this is gonna affect you, especially if you're in the USA, but not just if you're in the USA, because if the USA has these major problems, which it looks as though they may do, this will eventually affect everybody in Western countries. And we've talked before about the BRICS currencies and uh, the BRICS alliance and how that's growing and their uh, bank versus the IMF and some of the other banks here. So we won't talk about that today, but we will go into how this is going to directly affect most uh, everyday people. So let's go to the shared screen. The first thing that I wanted to show you then is this from the Peter G. Peterson Foundation, and this is the national debt of the US. So you can see it's almost 33 trillion. Now, it wasn't long ago that we talked about how it was about to hit 30 trillion. This was a huge event. It's now almost $100,000 for every single person, not taxpayer, but person in America. Now, this is why it's so interesting and what you want to pay attention to because it is all about demographics and this is only going to get worse as the demographics are getting worse. Today our deficits are caused mainly by predictable structural factors. Our aging baby boom generation, rising healthcare costs, we're going to come on to both of these, and a tax system that does not bring in enough money to pay for what the government has promised its citizens. Yeah, I would say it's also a huge amount of waste. Yes, we have the challenge with the baby boomer generation. The healthcare cost is a lot of wastage. It's a lot of huge profits throughout that industry, not good value for money. And the tax system is already very high. Americans pay very high taxes. That's not the issue. It's government spending. Now, this is where it gets pretty worrying then. Let me move myself out of the way so you can see this chart here. So this is government debt, debt held by the public as a percentage of GDP. Let me show you why this is so bad. It went right down to 25% in the 1970s. And then what did we see when the recession hit? Government debt spiked, went up. Now, what was supposed to happen was it's supposed to come back down. That never happened. But if we actually look at what the debt to GDP ratio is, according to this ratio here, it's 122% right now. We haven't seen figures like this. Well, I, I don't know the last time we did, even in the 2000.com bubble, we had a 56% debt to GDP ratio. And this is the worrying thing, the, the concerning thing. If you look at where they are predicting debt to GDP to go, it is just one way and that's upwards. Because of this trap that the US has fallen into with no way uh, that we can see it getting out of. And I, one thing I love about Americans is the optimism. 
you know, there's always that optimism that there will be a way we'll find a solution to it. Right now, I can't see that solution. I've been saying that for a number of years now. I can't see what the solution is to a mathematical problem. Hopism is not going to solve a mathematical challenge here. So number one, then we've got demographics. America is undergoing a significant change to demographics. Our society is aging as the large baby boomer generation begins to retire. 10,000 people will turn 65 every day through Here's that number again, 2030. Moreover, people are expected to live longer on average. That's great news, but it means we must prepare for the financial needs of longer retirement. But it's not just the retirement. What else is it? It's these vital programs. What is that? Social security, it's Medicare, and it's Medicaid. And here is the projected senior population, 65 plus then. So it was 40.5 million in 2010, 56.1 in 2020, and then it continues to rise throughout uh, 2060, as we can see from the chart here. Number two then is rising healthcare costs. And they correctly established that the US healthcare system is the most expensive in the world, but we don't really get what we pay for. We spent over twice as much on healthcare as other advanced nations, but our system does not provide better overall health outcomes. I would strongly agree with that. You may recall I talked a while ago about where I go for most of my health care. Yes, I could have health care where I live here in the UK or elsewhere, but I actually choose personally to go to Asia or Southeast Asia. There's a lot of wonderful countries with such advanced health care and for a very low cost. Some of the best hospitals in the world now are in other countries. And I remember that recently I was trying to get some uh, health assistance, shall we say, for myself. And it was going on forever, a year, a year and a half. This thing was just um, going through all these referrals and all these this other stuff. And then I finally got a referral. It was a six month wait. And then they couldn't figure out what the issue was. So what did I do? Well, uh, when I was on my next vacation, my next holiday, I flew over to Southeast Asia. I went into one of the top hospitals. I wasn't a customer or a client of them. And after filling out my forms, within about 45 minutes, I was with a nurse, then a doctor, then I was able to have a procedure to actually fix what was wrong. It was all done the same day, and the cost was very, very small. It was less than 500 pounds in British money. And it was actually something very, very simple. I had to laugh at how simple it was, but going through the healthcare system in the West was just took forever and they couldn't figure out what it was. And we have here this chart, healthcare costs around the world. You look at the USA here, $12,500. That is absolutely staggering when you have an average of 6,414. Now let's move on to number three then, inadequate revenues. The US tax system does not generate enough revenues to cover the spending policymakers have enacted. And this is another problem here then, is that there is too much spending and wastage. We keep hearing all these reports around the funding of programs that the average American didn't even know exists. And then there's a lot of secretive funding for projects that um, taxpayers never even get to see. But look at these total revenues, 4.9 trillion last year. 
and total spending was 6.3 trillion. That is a huge difference and no wonder the debt is increasing. Now, this is the other problem. Every day, Americans spend over $1.8 billion on interest payments. Now, you've got to ask, where do those interest payments go? Well, they don't go to you. Let me just tell you that. They go elsewhere. And in 10 years, your interest will more than double where it is today. These are staggering statistics, ladies and gentlemen. If you think that living standards in the USA are just going to keep increasing and that this is just going to keep getting better and better and, you know, globalization is going to continue in the same way it has and um, Americans could just export US dollars and import lots of goods and services. I've got a, you know, a worrying news flash for you today. That is not going to happen. I can categorically tell you that is not going to happen eventually the US dollar will no longer be the reserve currency, whether that's in one year's time or whether that's in 20 years time. I can't tell you when that will happen. But eventually the US will go the way of many other countries. The reserve currency will change to perhaps another country. The odds are on the euro or the yuan. None of those which I think will be the next reserve currency. It could be even a basket of currencies under the IMF. It could be a BRICS gold-backed currency. We just don't know which one it will be. But one thing I can warn you about absolutely with almost 100% of certainty is that when all of these US dollars start to flow back to the USA from all of these other countries that hold them, China holds a huge amount of treasuries. So does the, um, so does Japan. So does the United Kingdom, Belgium, Luxembourg, etc. Eventually, when these US dollars, these treasuries as well, start to flow back to the US, you're going to see very high levels of inflation. Unless something happens, like the CBDC launch happens, and um, a lot of the debt is wiped out, or something like that. I don't exactly know how this is going to happen at this stage, but I do know that living standards are going to change dramatically in the West over the next decade. So why does this national debt matter then? Uh, they say this is about our future. What makes America strong is our willingness to build and leave a better future for the next generation. Unfortunately, our growing debt is doing the opposite. America faces many challenges, and to address these challenges, you need resources. Every dollar that goes towards interest payments means less resources available to build a stronger, more resilient future. I completely agree with that, and it is not fair, as they're saying here, to your children. So what have we got then? We've got rising interest in the budget. Look at this, 2020. Three, the interest payments are staggering when you compare it to your other sectors here. Let's look at 2033. The interest, is, again, is going to overtake most of the other sectors apart from Social Security because of the demographic issue and the Medicare that we talked about. I think that was one of the first points here. Now, the vast amount of Americans believe that addressing the debt should be a priority. 84% of voters say they want the president and Congress to spend more time addressing the debt, and 82% say their level of concern has increased over the last few years. Yeah, again, let me just share. The president is not going to take care of this. 
neither is the next president of the United States. No president is going to take care of the debt issue because to take care of the debt issue, that means to decrease spending, making budget cuts and all sorts of other things. And no one wants to do that on their watch because it means contraction. It will mean contraction in different parts of the economy. And everyone wants to be that president that look at me, look at all the growth I created, even if it is a zombie economy and it creates a lot of problems. Now, I've just pulled up some more statistics for you then. US government debt climbs to 24.8 trillion. So this was an 11.5% increase. And the total US debt is almost as large as Japan, China, France, the UK, Italy, and Germany combined. But it's not just that. The other concern is that globally, debt rose 7.6% to a record 66.2 trillion in 2022. Do you honestly think all of that debt is going to be paid back with what? That is the question. With what? How is it going to be paid back? Now, I wanted to show you this wonderful infographic here from Visual Capitalist. So if we want to look at exactly how big this debt is, how do we visualize this? Well, there's a lady here holding a $1 bill in her hand. Great starting point. And if we look to the bottom left here, that is $1,000 on that little base here. To the left of that and above is $10,000. And to her right is $100,000. Okay, fairly simple then. Let's look below that. Well, that is a million dollars. You can see this gentleman standing next to it. What about $10 million then? It is this huge pallet here. And then we have to really narrow this down. So that big pallet becomes this small one here of 10 million, which makes 1 billion. Again, let's do the same thing. 1 billion into, here it is, 1 trillion with this 747 jet. Uh, this is where it gets even more crazy. So that entire thing here, 1 trillion, fits into just one of these blocks. It is absolutely staggering how much debt there is now in US dollars. And the forecast according to Statista is just going to increase. And this is year on year on year until eventually something will have to break. Now, I just touched upon this, but here's the chart as well. Here is who holds a lot of the US debt. And actually, this has been changing quite dramatically. You look at Japan, it's actually holding less debt in 2023 than it was a decade ago. What about China? The same thing. China has actually been selling off some of their US debt. It's only the UK that's foolish enough to have increased its holdings of US treasuries. Exactly why I can't tell you right now. Belgium, Luxembourg, similar. So who has dropped their holdings then over the last several years? Russia, China, Indonesia. And if you want to read more about that, there's an article here, China is dumping its US treasury bonds. I think we know why and what direction this is heading. And finally then, I just wanna give you a slight warning over this then, this article's just come out from MarketWatch. We have $7.6 trillion of publicly held US government debt maturing in the next 12 months. This is very concerning. I don't think it's getting enough attention or media attention, actually. 
about just the implications of this. And this could actually affect the stock market as well because we have this triple threat at the moment. So what is it? Well, it's a strong US dollar rising treasury yields. This is um, pretty crazy at the moment, the yields and the higher oil prices. I talked about the oil prices on the last walk and talk, but all these things are negative for the indices. So we'll see how this affects the stock markets as we go forward. And if you've taken my stock market course, you'll know how to position yourself um, for that at the moment. If you haven't, Below in the description or the pinned comment is a link to my newest course, actually, The Psychology of Wealth Accumulation. And at the checkout there, you can actually get the stock market course at the same time for a ridiculously low price. So I think that's all I want to talk about today. Other than that, I just want to say thank you for being a subscriber here. I really appreciate it. God bless you and your family, and I'll see you tomorrow.